My parents are not dead. Like a pebble dropped into a placid pond, my words sent a ripple of agitation from the front pew of the packed cathedral to the rear. Sitting right below my position in the pulpit, Aunt Tess buried her face in her hands. Next to her, Uncle Gunther met my eyes and slowly shook his head. Feeling a pang of guilt at the looks on their faces, I reached out with my power. As always, I felt Mom's and Dad's presence. Far, far away, but as warm and alive as always. If I lived in a different galaxy and under a different government, I could just announce what my power told me. In this galaxy and under this government, such a claim would mean impressment into Psycor, the loss of my freedom, and the loss of any hope I had of finding my parents. With no other way to get my parents back, I forged on with my plan. I know my parents have been missing for seven years. I know there's never been an attempt to collect a ransom. I know my parents' spaceship has never been found. I know none of you believe me. I know you all think I should just shut up and be the spoiled rich kid the public already thinks I am. I paused and let my gaze wander over the crowd, once again still as that placid pond. Their faces displayed stern disapproval, horrified fascination, and consternation. The few newsies covering the service radiated excited anticipation as I turned a boring obit story into a juicy scandal. And I know my parents still live. I returned my gaze to my aunt and uncle, the only family I'd known for the past seven years. Uncle Gunther, I'm sorry to ruin the memorial service you worked so hard on. Aunt Tess, I'm sorry to revive the pain you felt when your brother, my father, went missing. Truly, I am. But I cannot simply stand before all of these people and pretend they are dead. I gave my uncle a half-smile. You hate yes-men, Uncle Gunther. Would you have me become one? Would you have me go along to get along? Shaking my head, I climbed down from the pulpit and paced before the men and women in the front pew, members of the Genco board of directors. One by one, I met and held their eyes. One by one, each member of the board turned away from my gaze. For the last several months, you members of the board have sidled up to me and, when no one else was around, asked what I would do with my inheritance. I stopped straightened my shoulders, and deepened my voice to mimic the voices of the older men before me. You're going to be the richest person on the planet, Matt, but you're still young. You should be busy enjoying your youth, spending time in the company of pretty girls, or hoisting a few beers with friends while arguing the fate of galactic civilization or something else wild and crazy. You know, doing all those things we old folks tisk about but secretly wish we could do. You shouldn't be worrying about the responsibilities of running an interstellar corporation. There will be plenty of time for that when you're old and set in your ways like me. Have you thought about which board member will represent your interests, son? Have you thought about who you'll assign your proxies to? I returned to my normal voice. I won't insult the ladies on the board by attempting to mimic their voices. Their message was couched in maternal phrases about finding the right girl and settling down, but the rest was essentially the same. I laughed and shook my head and paced a little more. I looked at the floor, not the crowd, but my voice carried easily over my silent audience. By an amazing coincidence, each of you did your best to convince me that you deserve to hold my proxies. My, but you certainly are a caring lot, each of you angling to convince me you're my friend, my buddy, my pal. But none of you ever mentioned the one thing I care the most about. Not one of you mentioned helping me search for my parents. I ascended into the pulpit once more and looked down on the front pew from on high. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I listened to what each of you said. 
I carefully considered everything each of you told me. And you'll be happy to hear that your touching concern for me was invaluable, helping me decide the best way to use that fortune I'll inherit in three days. I placed my hands on the edge of the pulpit and leaned forward, like a priest driving home the message from a sermon. Ladies and gentlemen, I am going to liquidate my entire inheritance. Then, I am going to use that money to find my parents.